Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always this morning with Pastor Jim. Good day. <laughs> I was a good morning. Good uh, hi. Good day. Hi. Like we're from the 1700s or something. Good day. day. Kind sir. (laughs) How's it going this morning? Uh, Good. Uh, We just finished a three-hour staff meeting slash training, so my brain's a little muchier than than normal. But uh, And my first three cups of coffee have worn off for the day. So I'm not sure what's about to happen, Josh. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll find out. (laughs) Well, we learned something that none of us had any idea about, which is you and JD are the same person. So we we didn't know that. We yeah, had to spend we, three we hours that. in a class doing taking tests yeah. to know that. The DISC training, D-I-S-C. You guys have probably heard of that, the DISC training. We just did that, and yeah. We're, we're similar. He's actually a higher I than I am, which is hard to believe. He's all I, right? and I'm I-D, so I'm I'm a lot of fun, but I can get things done. So Sure. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's the greatest combination of, right. of personality traits. Yeah, have. everybody should believe that their personality is yeah. the best personality. Well, I, right? they'd all be wrong, but mine, mine is mine is really the most fun. <laughs> awesome. All right, so awesome. we're we're continuing our uh, series on kingdom culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a three month series, like we've been saying. So yeah. we had our first month, which was priority dealing with time. Yeah. Yeah. And then this month has been dealing kind of with the financial yeah, aspects. Yeah, the resources. Uh, this was the last week kind of, of doing that. Yeah. So now that we're done with it, how do you think it went? It's, it's great. You know, it's funny. I, teaching on finances in church can be like teaching sex ed to seventh graders. You know what I mean? It can be a lot of fun or just horrible. It just depends on the seventh graders and the quality of the material, I guess. But it, it was such a um, – we're just in such a good place right now as a church. You know, generosity is not the, something that a handful of people have or we'd be sinking right now. Like there really is a, a, a rise in corporate generosity. Prior to this teaching, we just announced that, you know, $318,000 came in, yeah. you know, over and above uh, our regular giving towards missions type. And I mean like the mission of the church. That's, you know, remodeling the children's room and, and you know, missions trips, missionaries, youth ministry, marriage ministries. I mean, just so many things that are in people's hearts to do and care for and what was it like uh 69,000 meals fed to kids in, yeah. in Haiti this year yep. so the, all of that fits into that $318,000 so you know with the when you, when you walk into teaching on giving, right after you announce that the church has just broken all kinds of goals that have to do with open-hearted, right. open-handed generosity, that's yeah. that's a much better dynamic than, gee, I hope the offering's good today or we're going to have to close right. the windows. You know? I thought it was interesting the fact that we had uh, Big Pumpkin Fest on Friday, which I want to yeah. talk a little bit more about, but the yeah. fact that we had that huge kind of outreach yeah. um, and then to have hey, come to church on Sunday, and then, oh, actually we're talking about money on Sunday, it was kind of an yeah. interesting yeah, interesting. Uh, but you know, it's situation. Funny. We we had so many different uh, testimonies about this series. Again, yeah. talking about debt, it was quiet. We talked about debt, it was quiet. Right. We talked about giving, it was less quiet. Um, so I, I think I, I think if you missed, it was like, and now everybody got your checkbooks because I just promised you something that God has to deliver on, or get your checkbooks, or God's going to curse you because you're not a giver, or yeah. you know, none of those things. We don't believe any of that. So sure. we're, we were just really enjoying the the fruit of when I take my dollar and put it next to your dollar and their dollar and their dollar. All of a sudden, there's these piles of dollars that are sent like soldiers to bring light and salt to the world. Yeah. That it's it really is amazing. I mean, 
you know, tens of thousands of meals in Haiti for hungry kids like that. The, what I put into there is not enough to do that. But when I put my dollars next to your dollars, et cetera, yeah. man, some really huge stuff starts to happen. So the, the more the more people you have involved in prayer, the more people you have involved in worship. I mean, really yeah. involved, not attending a service, but really involved. The more people you have involved in, in any kingdom priority, including generosity. Yeah. Man, they just... You know, somewhere in the Bible talks about if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Yeah. So we got a thousand people, you know, a thousand adults on a Sunday, Thursday night and Sunday mornings, you know, plus all the kids that are that are just like we've got it. We're we're, we're growing in this. I don't know if we got yeah. it. Like we've nailed it, but like it's it's a neat season for our church right, right. now. Like you're saying, it's cool to say, hey, I've, I I fed a hundred kids in Haiti for yeah. a, for a day. Yeah. It's cooler to say I partnered with an organization to feed 69,000 kids yeah. in Haiti, right? Yeah. And that's not changing the amount that you're giving. It's just the the people that you're partnering with to do that. Yeah. Do you think bumps. that everybody kind of um, deep down inside w- wants to give? Just some of them have the ability to and some don't? Or do you think there's people that actually have to, they don't have any desire to give, they don't want to, but they know that they need to. And it's really kind of like yeah. really trying to... Um, it's a muscle that they don't really have that they have to work I, out. I think that every child is born with a generous heart. Yeah. Um, until they get a sibling, <laughs> and, and then you hear the word "mine." Right? right. So when you know when you're the the focus of of the attention of loving parents, when you're the focus of their gifts and their their time and their you know what I mean their energy, you you just emulate that. It isn't until a sibling comes along that he plays with your teddy bear. Yeah. And and now there's my so we are born. I believe. In the right environments, we're born to be generous, and we understand the joy of giving. I, I make a habit when a kid shows me, hey, I just won this candy bar or whatever. I'm like, oh, can I have a bite? Nine times out of ten, a child will say yes. Yeah. Or they come with you know, Halloween. I literally had a kid walk by, and she was just showing me the five pounds of candy she had scored Friday night. Yeah. And I said, oh, my gosh, those are awesome. I said, those are my wife's favorites, those M&Ms. She loves those M&Ms. And this, she just reached into her candy and just handed me two packages of M&Ms. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, if the mother would have been there saying, hey, you need to save that, and you need to share that with your brother, and and uh, and the church needs 10% of it. And the, it, yeah. there, there's a natural, I'm not saying it's natural that we give everything away, but it's sure. natural to be... It is more blessed to give than to receive, and it isn't yeah. until we're hurt or until there's lack, until there's competition that we'd ever consider not being generous, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because we're obviously going through that right now with our our two kids. It <laughs> yeah. was everything's mine. and But I think my son so far has been very good, other than mom's attention, but toys and physical things. It's like, oh, yeah. Francine wants a train? Yeah, I'll give her a train, you know? She can't have my favorite one, but she can have yeah. one of the many that I have. Yeah. So, And that's good, right? So yeah. he's going to keep this one, and she can play with any of the other nine sure. she wants. I was just saying that it, it makes, like, we, we do desire to give, even at yeah. a young age. And then some of us just continue to give our whole lives, and other ones kind of have to be reminded that it is better to give yeah. than it is to receive. I'm finally at that age now where it's like, hey, Christmas is awesome getting yeah. stuff, but it's so much better to to give your kids things and see the reaction absolutely. on their faces than it is to get something yeah, yourself. Yeah. So, um, okay, cool. I want to talk a little bit about big pumpkin fest on yeah. Friday night. So we used to have, I felt like it was kind of quarterly, these giant outreaches that would happen at the yeah. church grounds. Um, this seems to be our main focus. Now we've kind of done big pumpkin fest and I don't know if it's just cause people haven't been on the grounds a lot recently, but I felt like there were more people at the church on Friday night than I can <laughs> ever remember. Yeah. Like I, I left to go, um, 
uh, Dina needed some things picked up at Walmart during the middle of Big Pumpkin Fest. So I had to get in my car and try to get out of the parking yeah. lot. Man, it was like being at a Michigan football game. Like it was impossible yeah. to get out. And people are parked up and down Shiawassee Avenue. They're parked yeah. up and down our driveway. The parking lot's entirely full. The middle school parking lot, which is where they were sending yeah. people, was full. Yeah. Like there was literally nowhere to park. I can't remember an event yeah. being as crazy as the that old, one the old was. days of the 4th of July when the fireworks were right across the street at the football yeah. field so this is 10 15 years right. ago we would see that every year okay. but since they moved them way downtown you know then yeah that that was our our big draw to our grounds the best place to yeah. watch the fireworks were from our grounds right yeah i think it was just uh it was a really great night for yeah. a lot of families uh there's people that you only see that they yeah. come around that one time a year yeah. and yeah. their kids are a year older than they were before. <laughs> and uh, we actually security at one point, they were looking for a uh, lost. They said, we have a lost Ninja turtle. And yeah. I was like, Oh, good luck. Cause there's like 25 yeah. of them running around in there. I don't know which one you're, you're going to be looking for, yeah. but it's just a cool night for our church awesome to kind night. of reach out and be yeah. the light. I was a little bit worried when we started, it seemed like there's staff kids here and like a couple of different, and then I realized, Oh, it doesn't start at five. It starts at six. Right. So it's only five o'clock right now. And then it was yeah. just, wall-to-wall people and everybody seemed like they're having a good time i didn't see anybody that so. was angry no. or disrespectful no. or no. there's just a lot of people a lot of lying other. children we say you have to be between the ages of zero and three we right 16 year olds out there yeah. pushing down three-year-olds you know yeah. any- right their birthday's on a leap year so they're yeah, only right. three years yeah. old yeah. i was born for my costume 29. is i'm a three-year-old a greedy three-year-old you know <laughs> like oh, okay i get it yeah. yeah, but even can, that was there. There, nobody got hurt or anything. Right, it was fun. Can we talk about maybe just for a second the heart behind that? Yeah. Halloween is a holiday that is so uh, anti-Christian yeah. church. Just the heart behind. Let's do something that kind of shows Jesus, even yeah. when it's not a holiday you know, that when, that does. When we first came here, this was twenty-five years ago. That it was a different day and age in the church, and. You know, there were things you just would never do. And then we realized as as the culture around us evolved, what we were doing was less relevant. We were meeting people where they were. Jesus is always relevant. Um, it's the church that makes him irrelevant. It's not yeah. Jesus that makes himself irrelevant. Right. So when people are hungry, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. When they're thirsty, he says, if you if you knew the water I have to give you, you'd ask me for water. You know what I mean? That yeah. um, Paul becomes all things to all men, so by all means, you know, some might be saved. Um, and on and on it goes. They're, they're literally, uh, Paul preaches from a pagan altar in Athens in Acts chapter 17, from a pagan altar to the unknown God. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we will meet wherever the people are. Jesus is always there with a the relevant word. Yeah. It's not until we become, oh, religious is the wrong word, but it's pretty close. You know, I, I when I got saved, it was at a camp meeting and this hymn was playing and everyone wore ties. Therefore, only, you know, God only moves and people are wearing ties at a yeah. camp meeting while we sing hymns. That, right. That's the problem. And and I'm in danger of it now because I, I want to sing how great is our God and, you know, shout to the Lord. And it's, it's a new day, you know, yeah. for for music and so forth. Sure. And I watched uh, as Pastor Jason got up Sunday wearing a stocking cap and a jacket and He took it off while he prayed. Old, uh, yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, I mean, like that. I, I leaned over to, to JD, Pastor JD, and mm-hmm. I said, it was funny, it's 25 years ago, if he would have walked into the church dressed like that, it would have identified him as a non-Christian. Right. We would have treated him with greater grace, greater sensitivity, because Christians don't dress that down way. that way to come yeah. to church. You know what I mean? So it, right. it's You know what? It's evolving. funny is now it's the opposite. It's like, oh, yeah. you haven't been to church in 20 years because yeah. you've got to tie in a suit on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to, to stay relevant, and I think that's one of the reasons some of our bigger outreaches have evolved is... I think when you'd say family, come one, come all. 
yeah. when you say family Free. on the 4th of July and it's 103 degrees. Right. And the fireworks are two miles away. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So we, we decided it would be more effective if we if we had uh, gatherings at our homes, at our beach, at our office. Right. You know what I mean? And it has been more effective. As far as the fruit of 4th of July, yeah. it costs a tenth of what we used to spend. Right. And the fruit of it, as far as people actually saying, I attended the Freedom Center because, or Freedom Center Church because yeah. of this event, it's 10 to 1 more effective than sure. the big event. But... I mean, it's in our heart to do big things for our community. So, yeah, yeah it used to be 4th of July, our, our big um, Easter, Christmas Eve, and Halloween. Uh, and Halloween. Yep. And, yeah, and now, I mean, Easter's still huge, although we don't do seven services anymore. It's, it's huge. Right. Christmas but even Eve, that, we're pioneering different things. Like, we did yeah. the sunrise service, and that was a huge success. And huge it was success, yeah. It was something like, come to this church because we're different than the church that you grew up at. And that service was we're going to try to become the church that you grew up at Crazy. for a service, yeah. you know? Yeah. The younger generation, from what I understand is wanting more stained glass and liturgy. Yeah. They would prefer to wear a robe over blue jeans at right. this point. But it's that, it's that pendulum swinging yeah. from one direction to another direction. That'll be hard for me. I honestly yeah. to go back to behind a pulpit and well, I never wore a robe except me in the choir, but to wear a robe and stand behind the pulpit and use all of our video technology to display a stained glass, window that would be hard for yeah. me because i i'm put some so plants on the stage yes oh gee yeah the <laughs> obligatory you there, fake ficus you trees you sit up there on a chair during worship uh, and just the, stare the, at the congregation yes, stare the benny at the sheep wing the back chairs and the tv inset what could possibly go wrong uh, yeah no, that won't I, happen no, if it does uh, i won't be working here anymore so yeah well it's funny it'll be that and rap music right and just completely blow me out the door right so, right i don't know but i i just know this i know that when 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 Jesus has that dialogue with the woman at the well, you know, there's, there's there's this really sincere right here, I know you, I'm here for you. You think what you want is this, but but this is only a, really a bridge to, to find me. You're yeah. here for water. I'm living water. Right. You know? And she, she tries every way to try to rebuff him and blow him off and parry every stabbing, you know what I mean? Like just parries it away. And, well, you know, she even goes to like the, the prophetic, well, someday the Messiah will come. And he goes, yeah, it's, it's me. You know what I mean? Right. So there, I think Jesus is still fighting all the excuses, you know, going through all the walls, answering all the questions. The question is not, is Jesus doing it? The question is, is the church doing it? Yeah. And so, yeah, we still do have big events because that big event and Vacation Bible School will be another one, something yep. spectacular, another one, you know, a thousand people throughout the course of the week that come and go through this building, a right. um, thousand different individuals, some are here every night, you know? Yeah. It's, if it works, we keep doing it. But I, one of the things Correct. that I think every organization needs to do, but specifically, particularly, especially a church, is everything you did last year needs to go on trial for its life this year. Yep. So just because it worked last year, just because we did it that way last year, like right now we're trying right. to figure out what to do with Christmas Eve. It's two yeah. months away. Last year we did the online dynamic. Did we? Did it work? Did it not work? Is it a step right. in the right direction? Should we right. go back to two Christmas Eve services? Should we? And, and it's hard because you want to say, well, last year it... You know, we had, we had uh, a certain influence with the online. Um, so what, how would we make it? If we want to stay in that, in that direction, what would we do? So I'm like, well, let's let's call the rock. Let's call the river. Let's call the tree. Let's call the branch. Let's call the, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we'll do the kids' music part of it. And Pastor Wes will do the preaching part of it. And, you know, sure. Pastor whoever will do the other part. And let, let's have all of our congregations do Christmas Eve together online. That would be an example of it. The prototype worked. Let's let's mass produce it. You know what I yeah. mean? And the other thing was, ah, it didn't work. Let's go back again. But right now, Christmas Eve and and how we've done it for the past twenty five years, it's on trial for its life right now. Yeah. And just because we did it last year doesn't mean we're going to do it this year, whether it's successful or not. Sure. You know? 
I mean, for a while we didn't even have a Christmas Eve service. That yeah. was that's something we've only done recently the last couple yeah, of, for a couple years. Of years. Have, yeah, I mean, part of that was because honestly, we we had young kids. Christmas yeah. Eve was family time, and we were a young family church. Right. And then we realized there's some people that have no family, and Christmas Eve, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. And and it was always a good time, like. Go to church with Grandma at St. John's. You know what I mean? Go, go to church with your parents at the Methodist yeah. church. I've always wanted to go to one of the mid the midnight yeah. masses on Christmas Eve. It just hasn't worked out with kids yeah. and family. Right. <laughs> Midnight's the time you get up, not the Correct. time you go to sleep. <laughs> yes, there's no mass at midnight. There's yeah. chaos at midnight. <laughs> midnight chaos. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I think that's just, like you're saying, we, we're always exploring newest ways to reach people for yeah. Christ and we're going to continue to do that until we don't have any we're going to keep any innovating. more life in our in our bodies yeah. anymore yeah we're going to keep innovating and the day we stop is the day we start going backwards yeah, so it's either culture is a treadmill it's yeah. moving at six miles an hour if I'm running at five miles an hour I'm going to get thrown off the back of it right. if I'm running at seven miles an hour of it I'm going to be on the, on the cutting edge of it right but if you're standing still you're getting squirted I mean yep. you're, you're getting squirted out the back right you're going to get hurt right yeah, yeah. you got to keep moving for sure awesome all right. Well, we have a couple more minutes left. Yeah. Let's uh, take some time and talk about this Sunday. Yeah. We've we've talked about time. We've talked about finance, and now the last part of this Kingdom Culture series yeah. is so the month of October or October November November, November, yeah, November. is going to be uh, your talents. And again, we, we the basis of this was if if you miss certain key ingredients to the recipe of who you are, you you cannot become what God wants you to be. If you mismanage time, treasures, and talents. You, you can't get there. So my life verse, as you well know, is Ephesians 2.10, you know, where God's mm-hmm. workmanship were created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. And, and I, I take that very literally. Like we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Those good works are already prepared in advance for us to do. So in, in the chronology of that, before there was a me, there was a purpose for me. Yeah, uh, I know when I'm working inside the grace of my purpose and yeah. when I'm not. I know it. I right. there's a you ever hit a golf ball and it, it's effortless and it's straight and it's awesome. There's other yeah. times you hit it as hard as you can and it, and you top the ball and you like when you're in the grace of God when you're in your sweet spot. Golf is an easy game if you could just hit the sweet spot every time. Yeah, life is an easy thing. Well, I'd argue too. Whenever you're in your sweet spot, things that shouldn't go right do go right. They just do. Yeah, yeah you're blessed, not right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just blessed. So my the last part of this series is to get people to, to draw three circles, which I think is common language for some of us. I wrote a book 10 years ago called Why is Greater Than What? It, it is a part of our membership class, if you will, where we try to take time to say what's your passion, pain, and proficiency. And like an Olympic flag would have three circles that kind of overlap. Yeah, it, There'd be one spot where all of them converge. We call it the sweet spot. And our, our goal is not to help people find that in the nursery or find that in the worship team but find that in life yeah and if that if life leads them to the nursery if life leads them to you know the the worship team so be it but i think one of the things that has given us a a really beautiful um oh unfair advantage over any other organization is, is as a church we can we don't we should never be recruiting people we should be releasing people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just had this heart to lead people in worship. Well, it isn't, hey, there's an ad in the bulletin. We need five more drummers. Everybody that wants to be a drummer, come out to drum this Sunday. Like, I'm not saying there won't be uh, things there, but you'll learn from those five that like one's supposed to be there or three are supposed to be there. Yeah. It's who they are, not what they do. You know, some people show up and go, yeah, I don't know how to drum. I just want to learn. So be like, so what do you pay your drummers around here? Like, yeah, we don't pay anybody. You know what I mean? Right. No musicians get paid. So it, it, you come back to it and say, well, then what, you know, what are you here for? I, I was born to drum. Like, I don't even care if you can drum at that point. Yeah. I care that you're born to drum. So Ephesians 2 talks about the works that are good, that are waiting for us. Ephesians 4 talks about the fivefold ministry, the apostles, 
evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers you know, they're, that are here, uh, evangelists, that are here to um, prepare God's people for works of service. So the same word in Ephesians 2 is the same word in Ephesians 4. The pastoral role, the, the ministry, vocational ministry role, mm-hmm. is not to use people to build their church. The, the pastoral ministry role is for the church to be um, a place that is developed. For me to help them find their ministry yeah. is the greatest payday of my life, right. not for me to utilize them in my ministry. Right. So if I help someone discover who they are, refine who they are, define who they are, um, develop who they are, and then release them to be that, that's a, that's a deep and lasting, meaningful yeah. relationship. Right. I say, I need five people to sign up to do inflatables this Sunday, and if you're not, God's going to curse your family with the plague. Yeah, that, that's not. That, yeah. that's just, so we burn people out because we plug people into the wrong places. Right. I will never burn out doing the things that I love. I'll burn yeah. out doing the things that I love, plus the 18 things that I don't love right. that are still required of me. You know right. what I mean? But I love fishing. I will not burn out fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I love hunting. I will not burn out sitting in a tree waiting for Bammy to walk by so I can blow right. his head off. I, I I love those things. I will not, this right now, I will not burn out doing podcasts, yeah. teaching the Bible. I get to do it three times tomorrow on one day. I get uh-huh. to teach the Genesee County Sheriff's Department. I get to teach the Heart for the House in the morning, and I get to teach financial peace in the evening. By the end of the day, I will be tired, but I will have food that you know not of. I will yeah. be satisfied in who I am um, just because I got to be me for a day. And right. Every day I get to be me is a good day. So yeah. helping people discover who they are, what they're supposed to be doing, and, and just we're a body, man. I mean, not yeah. supposed to be doing the same thing. If you and I are identical, one of us is irrelevant. Right. You know what I mean? So you're unique. I'm unique. Helping people yeah. find that sweet spot is a lot of fun for me. Awesome. Well, managing time is awesome. Being that free, incredible the way God wants us to live. But I think if people would come the next couple of weeks and just – finding out who God created you to be is probably the most important of all of those, all of those parts. And that's probably why we saved it for for last, right? Being able to not have to worry about those bills and being able to have all that time to do the things that you love are great things, but really let's get to, let's get down to who has God created you to be. And then let's release people to go out and do it. And that's the way, if you do know who you are and your budget and your calendar are both slaves, it's, it's even more miserable than not knowing who you are. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, you've been there. Get it all done. You're talking about like a a testimony, not a a truth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, if you don't have anywhere to go to church, we would love to see you at Freedom Center Church. We're not having Thursday night service this week because it is Halloween. Uh, Spend it with your family. Have an awesome time. I'm really looking forward to taking my kids uh, trick or treating. I hope that's not that's not against uh, the the law. It's it's the one night of the year that children and their parents will come to my home and ask me for something and I'm not going to turn the lights off and pretend I don't love my neighbors. So yeah. We're, we're not canceling church in favor of Halloween. Right. We're canceling church because it's a night to be the church, yeah. not to go Amen. to church. You Amen. Know? Awesome. Cool. So just uh, Sunday morning this week, 9 and 1130, if for some reason you're out of town, you can always catch us on live stream at 9 in the morning. Write us a little message. Say that you're watching. We love those. And uh, until next week, we will talk to you again. Have a great week, Freedom Center.